Backyard Brews. Hey everybody, welcome back to Backyard Brews. Uh, today's episode we're doing food pairing. So everybody brought a dish and everybody brought a, brought a beer to go along with it. Mm-hmm. And our first beer is a Blue Moon brought to you by Austin, who prepared a salad for us. It looks amazing. Yeah! No, Austin, so what type of salad did you make? So today I made a vinaigrette salad for all of you for this five-course meal. <laughs> it's spinach, lettuce... Um, artichoke hearts, Ooh. mushrooms, and a dash of tomato in there. As what, I said, it's a vinaigrette salad. But what type of lettuce did you use? Romanian. Romaine. Mm-hmm. Romaine. Sorry, Romanian. Romaine. 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 I'm not the best salad maker in the world, so this was kind of a bad assignment for me, but, you know, <laughs> made it happen. Um, exactly. The beer that I brought today was a uh, Belgium wheat IPA brought to you by Blue Moon. Good old... Um, the reason I decided to chose this, choose this IPA because I wasn't sure what kind of salad I was going to make. And I just wanted to get something that was citrusy that would go with any type of real salad flavor. Mm. So once we finish serving here. Sorry, it's kind of heavy on the... Uh, looks like somebody had a moment. <laughs> heavy on the much. For those of you that are just listening that are not watching, there's a lot of uh, mushrooms, artichoke hearts. Oh man, I love the artichokes. Love me some good daughter cherry cards. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Damn, you made this? You didn't buy it? Well, yeah, <laughs> no, really. That was the deal. You I had, had to I'm, make it. I'm actually rather impressed here. Yeah, same. I'm, All right. So I have to do the smell just like I did yeah, right? like. <laughs> Jesus. I don't trust any of y'all, just so you know. Cool. Right, I trust Jake. I've had Jake cooking before. This is our version of Friendsgiving. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To have salads paired with beer and steaks paired with beer. Dude, no. John, Ooh. not just the Friendsgiving episode. Mm. Are we rating the meal and the beer? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, wow. You know, and, you know, and beer with the meal as well. So, meal, beer, and both. That's the combination. Yeah. Ooh. Ah. Uh. Artichoke hearts are good. Next bad. Damn mm-hmm. straight they are. So everybody get a chance to have a couple bites of the salad and then uh, taste the blue moon with it. Mm-hmm. Like I said, originally I wasn't 100% sure what kind of salad I was going to make. That's why I went with the blue moon because I just feel like that type of citrusy Belgian ale is going to go with any type of salad that you really make unless it's something mm-hmm. extra heavy. And, you know, I think this might have worked perfect. Mm-hmm. It really does. So, I will say, probably after this episode, all our other food uh, meals with our beers are probably going to pale in comparison because, like, probably. We, we went pretty hard, like, with mm. this episode. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, we're going to upgrade from this. We do, like... I mean, the next one we do, we could do, instead of doing, like, an entire meal, we could do, like, a specific, like, type of food. You know, just, like... We, we get, like, one food, and we're like, all right, find a, a find big a hunker, that you think yeah. goes well with this. Yeah. What goes well with fish? What goes well with seafood? Yeah. Et cetera, et cetera, yeah. Mm. Well, it's not only the, what type of beer that you think tastes good that goes with the beer, it's, like, what type of beer goes with the whole process with the digestion process of the beer of mm. the beer and the food you know not just eating it but the whole you know mm-hmm. the whole kit and caboodle if you would exactly mm-hmm. so kind of explain what why you chose the ingredients you chose to put into the salad 
So, like I said, this is the first salad that I've ever, like, made for a group of people. Mm-hmm. Um, I was kind of found myself in Safeway um, looking for, you know, different ingredients. But when I first was starting to eat healthy, a buddy of mine, you know, recommended that I start eating salads for um, lunch every day. And one thing he said is um, no salad is complete without artichoke hearts. Yeah. So artichoke hearts kind of add that hearty, you know, feel as opposed to, you know, chicken or salami or meat or whatever you're adding to that salad. Um, it's a good to use as a substitute. So one thing that I've always put in it, whether I'm adding meat or not, was artichoke hearts just to be a substitute to that. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that makes sense. But that's yeah. one of the reasons why I chose um, the ingredients that I did chose. Okay. That's good. Mm-hmm. That's a good fresh start. I bit off a little bit more than I could chew, I could say, with how much that, you know, I put into all of it. I actually had to get rid of a lot of the different ingredients and pour it into different salad bowls. My roommate's girlfriend actually had to teach me how to properly toss a salad. (laughs) So, you know. Legit, like, you have to realize, like, a salad is probably so much harder than a lot of other parts of the dish. Yeah. Because, like, look at, like, if you were to look at a meal, like, I made the steak, so, like... People are going to look at it and go, as long as as long as you all appreciate this, as long as the steaks to your guys is like, you'll go, oh man, that steak was killer. No one's going to talk about the salad. Yeah. But the salad has so many more parts to it. Like my mm-hmm. steak is, I just have to pick out the meat and season it right. You know, yeah, and cook it. But the salad, you had to choose the right mushroom, the right tomato, the right lettuce. I had to choose what other greens were going to go with that lettuce the right seasoning and that's why i was a little upset when i messaged you guys i was like hey what's my part of the meal today and you're like oh you're making the salad i was like okay great uh-huh. but well it actually turned out to be you know for the better yeah I mean, now you know how to make a salad yeah not, not yeah for a salad it's better than what i was going to do honestly so you know what the best mm-hmm. part was about choosing this blue moon because it just add it's just it, 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 it i think it's the artichoke it added that one could be oh it's just it's so good the artichoke mixed with the blue moon it's just nice and crisp it's oh. the citrus taste that i was trying to go for exactly. or that i was I thinking mean, you know people add a bit of fruit to add a bit of uh you know flair to the uh but some people do it right by adding you know a piece of uh, citrus just to offset this the sourness maybe of the vinaigrette and all this stuff but well done mm-hmm. When I was in Safeway earlier, I was mm. considering getting an orange. I keep saying Safeway. We don't need to advertise those assholes. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're, they're, not, not a, they're not out of business. Yeah, yet. they're not Pac Bell. In 20 exactly. years, when Safeway is gone. This episode was brought to you by Pac Bell. <laughs> no, Trey, introduce Kmart. Kmart. Oh, God. Kmart. Kmart's are still around right now. Kmart. Wait, are there any closing stores in your neighborhoods? <laughs> this episode brought to you by. Uh, Toys R Us, failing against <laughs> children's Ooh. dreams and hearts. Destroying dreams. Oh. That burns a hole straight into my soul. <laughs> <laughs> this episode mm. was brought to you by Toys R Us, through tears. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a little constructive criticism. Yep. Tear up the leaves a little more. Mm-hmm. Wow. Not really about it. I'm proud of it. I have no idea. Just every single time. I know. Russian <laughs> dreams. Just shitting on everything I do. It's only awesome, you know that? <laughs> I feel like he's found this venue to capitalize on me, you know, like just 
knock me down a peg every time he gets to. So, I mean, I welcome it now at this point. There you go. Overall, salad was really mm-hmm. nice appearance. Mm-hmm. Was so I'm I'm gonna take the lead on this. I'm gonna kind of rate it the same way we rate the beer. Yeah. The salad oh. <laughs> on appearance, I give it a four out of five. It was very nicely presented. There you go. Um, could have used a little bit more coloring, like maybe some peppers or some um, some carrots or you know just something to like spice it, spice up the appeal, the visual appeal of it. Mm-hmm. Overall, the aroma. I could definitely smell the artichokes, which I love the smell of artichokes, so um, that was a very nice. So for me personally, I'm going to give that another four out of five. Mm-hmm. Overall, the taste, it was pretty good. I feel like it didn't have time to set long enough within the dressing because there were some bites where I got no dressing and then other bites where I got a lot of dressing. So as far as the taste, I'm going to have to give it a three. Still pretty decent. <laughs> Mouthfeel? <laughs> Alright, I don't think I can score it on mouthfeel. It's crunchy, it's crisp. Yeah, it feels like a salad. Yeah, it feels like a salad. It was nice and fresh and green. Like Good job on that. Too. Come on. <laughs> the finish, I really like the aftertaste of the salad, though. It was mm-hmm. actually really good. Only critique, maybe cut back on the mushrooms just a little bit. What? Oh, I got like one mushroom. Oh, I got like six you mushrooms. I love that. That goes back to me mixing the salad thing. Yeah. Okay, you might have done fine on the mushroom. But like, I thought everyone had like six no, mushrooms. I have one mushroom here. <laughs> I, I legit had like a mound of mushroom in the center, which is cool. I like mushroom, mm-hmm. but like, like, I legit had like six or seven mushroom and like uh, helping the salad, that's a little bit much. But there you go. Overall, I give you a salad like a uh, 3.85. 3. Oh, cool. <laughs> wow. Very impressive. I think you did a good job, especially for a first-time salad maker. There you go. Now, the Blue Moon, though. What I don't understand... Oh, go ahead with your uh, beer. Yeah, the Blue Moon. Um, Blue Moon doesn't have the most appealing appearance to me. Mm. I'm going to have to score really low on the appearance. It doesn't even look like a Belgian white like I would expect. I mean, it looks like one, but it doesn't look as pure. Oh, no, it's it's a wheat, right? Yeah. Oh, no, this is Belgian yeah. white. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, but anyway, so I'm going to give the appearance a two. The aroma's really nice, though. I'm kind of... I like the aroma of Blue Moon. So I'm going to give it a four. Overall taste, it's a Blue Moon. It's what people that are looking for something a little bit classier than your Coronas and Coors and all that yeah. go to. So the taste is going to be a three. The mouthfeel, though, it does really... Dance on your tongue it adds a really powerful flavoring to it. So I'm going to give it a four on that. Mm. As far as the finish, I feel like it dissipates rather quickly. Um, it might have been because I'm eating the salad with it, so I'm getting two different flavors. But um, the finish, I'm going to give it a three. Overall, it's going to score around the same as your salad. Uh, a little bit lower than your salad, three and a half. The pairing together, though, I'm going to give it a four out of five. Okay. Yeah. I felt like they complemented <laughs> each other nicely, one counteracting the other as it went down but not over masking any one particular flavor there you go thank you yeah there was just a couple pieces of blue moon that i thought were really cool blue moon brewing started in the denver baseball stadium the corona field in 1995 and started there started there and so that's per their website built up from there to what they have now and i actually was looking up their website it's a beautiful brewery in Mm -hmm. denver colorado really nice kind of commercial though but it's something that I would definitely recommend that I'm interested in checking out. And I would definitely mm. definitely recommend any other avid brew drinkers to check mm. out. 
That's enough. I had a lot about it, but uh, seeing as that's not this episode. No, go for it. Yeah, go for it. I mean, Jake, do you want to start getting the Mac and Cheese ready? Yeah, if you got a lot of stuff to get. Well, I got just a couple quips here where Jake's getting the Mac and Cheese. Mac and Cheese. Mac and Cheese. So the head brewmaster is Keith Villa. He earned his PhD in master brewing in Brussels. Then when he returned to the U.S. that he wanted to bring his Belgian brew stateside. So what he noticed was a lot of the people that were drinking brews in stateside at that time in Colorado, California, um, the western states, weren't going for a hoppy, strong flavor. They were going for a sweeter taste, kind of a sweeter flavor. So that's why he started using um, uh, mandarin peels Mm. during his brewing process. Yeah. And that mandarin peel inside the brew would give it kind of that sweet, you know, flavor that a lot of the beer drinkers in the U.S. were accustomed to, what their palate was accustomed to. So those are just a couple of uh, little tidbits about Blue Moon Brewery. Nice. Right on. Yeah, okay. Okay. A bit silent because I'm serving the mac and cheese. Yes. It actually looks pretty bomb. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> so those of you that are just Bias. listening and not watching, we're serving up some mac and cheese right now. Biased. So what did everyone else think about the pairing between? Oh, dude. Um, salad and Blue Moon and overall ratings for salad both. was good, dude. I'd rate that a four overall. Nice, crisp. Had a artichoke and mushrooms oh, in it. Uh, I, again, I probably with the critique maybe could have cut up the, the lettuce a bit more, but hey, I ate the whole the whole thing is gone. So hey, and as for the pairing, good job. I, I like the crisp, the crispness of Blue Moon, but yeah, like John said, the finish of the beer it's weird. The finish of the beer stopped, but then the salad kind of took over. Yeah, so no, that's what I mean. I'm pretty sure it was a pretty good pairing. Like I think we got exactly what we were looking for in exactly. it. Exactly. You know? So. You know, overall, for the beer, I'd give it a 3.5. For the salad, I'd give it a 4. And altogether, yeah, 4.5. Okay. Wow. You're doing really good, my dude. You were yeah. worried. I was very worried. <laughs> I was actually putting this all together, scrambling in the kitchen like three hours ago. <laughs> Chef Boyer Austin up in here. <laughs> Shout out to my roommate's girlfriend because she's knowledgeable about this kind of shit and I'm not. There you go. All right, Kev, what do you think? All right. For the uh, beer, <clears throat> I rate you on the appearance. Uh, it's kind of, m- uh, I want to say muddied, but it's, it's, a, it's not like, uh, it's hazy, I guess. That'd be probably a better, better word. Uh, I, overall, though, I do like the smell and taste. Uh, the mouthfeel for me is kind of just, it's there. But it does kind of like dissipate quickly. So for me, the Blue Moon got a three. And the salad, I would definitely give it about a four. With my earlier statement, just, you know, make sure to tear up the leaves a little better. <laughs> it was pretty good. And them together, they definitely balance each other out really well. The uh, vinaigrette went right with the Blue Moon. There you go. Okay. So bravo. Jake, what do you think about it? Just short and quick. Uh, you actually did a really good job with the salad. I'm, I'm honestly impressed. And mm-hmm. the pairing between the two were actually really good. I feel like the citrus, the slight citrus, like matched the salad pretty well. Like it balanced it out. And like you don't want to overpower the food with the beer or with the drink, but 
it was like just the right amount. So I think you did a really good, like, really good job pairing. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. That's what's up. So, what do you think of your own beer, Austin, and your own pet pairing? Well, Blue Moon has been a go-to since I was like, I'm not gonna say it, but I was like 12 years old. We do not condone underage drinking. We don't condone underage drinking. But we all did it. But we all did it. Yeah, Blue Moon has honestly been a favorite of mine for a very long time. Mm -hmm. And I think we talked about it last week when Kevin brought the seasonal Blue Moon. Um, It's always really good. It's always Mm -hmm. really good. Cheap, or not cheap, but a good go-to for anybody that's looking for a good, you know, IPA or Citra IPA. Mm -hmm. Or seasonal brew, for that fact. Um, So, yeah. All together, I think... um, the appearance of Blue Moon is great. The mouthfeel of Blue Moon's great, and the uh, finish for Blue Moon's great. One thing that I think that uh, we kind of don't realize, being you know American beer drinkers, is a lot of the brews that are overseas are clear, mm. and they kind of have that clear like Pilsner, mm-hmm. you know, look. Yeah. And I think we kind of rate beers harshly on the appearance because we're so used to seeing hazies and IPAs and red mm-hmm. ales and things that are kind of you know heavier in color. Exactly. That's the only quip that I have about that. Okay. So overall, it sounds like we're giving the the overall blue moon, we're giving about a three and a half or so. Yeah. And the overall pairing, it sounds like we're giving it like a four out of five. Yeah. So Belgian white with salad. Yeah. yeah, It goes pretty good. We all agree. Four out of five. It's a pretty good pairing. So next up, we have Jake. And Jake, tell us what you brought. So I did mac and cheese for you guys. Uh, it's like one of my favorite foods ever. Um, and I'm pairing it with a, it's a Kolsch style ale, a German Kolsch. Kolsch, yeah. Kolsch. Um, I'd never seen it before, and I was like, okay. Like looking at the description of it, it's supposed to be like a lighter beer, but it's also malty as well. And I figured with the cheese that that I use in the mac and cheese, it would go well. Because the cheese is a little What type of cheese do you use? There's four different kinds. There's there's a white cheddar. Um, So what I did was there's a a butter, a butter, white cheddar, and uh, I always pronounce this wrong, the the Gruyere, Gruyere cheese. So that's all mixed in together. That's just like the sauce. And then on top, um, there's a layer of Parmesan and uh, mozzarella on the top of it, which melted within the the oven. Um, and there's the breadcrumbs. I hope you guys got enough because I undermade breadcrumbs. I wish I made more. But it's a a garlic parsley butter breadcrumb, mm. just like slightly toasted. I let you know when just, I was get, taking my serving size, Jake yelled at me because I didn't get breadcrumbs, so I had to scoop up the breadcrumbs. He's like, well, get breadcrumbs. <laughs> and it's a little colder too because I had put it in the oven to warm it up and then kind of got cold. Well, only because oh, Drake took forever to get here. Mm-hmm. He was out fighting emos. <laughs> you know it, <laughs> I could really taste the white cheddar yeah, in yeah. this. Yeah. Especially the butter. Um, mm. There's also an interesting hmm. kind of flavor that I've never, uh, I've never even heard of before. It's called Star of Anise, and it's like that's one of like the more pronounced flavors that you'll taste <laughs> as well. I don't even know how to describe it, but it's like that's the more pronounced one. Mm-hmm. Huh. That and the cheddar, like they just mix really well.
You know what's funny is we were actually having this conversation about who was going to serve what. And Jake mm. was like, oh, I have this mac and cheese I made last night. Anybody that knows Jake knows that he loves mac and cheese. It's my thing. I mean, this guy will yeah, eat mac dude. and cheese for every single meal of the day. That pizza. Pizza, too. Pizza, yeah. yeah. Pizza. You go to any store and he's going to find some kind of tub of mac and cheese. <laughs> that just fits perfect for this podcast. Jake's a simple dude. Mm-hmm. Like, Right. It's hard to argue with a mac and cheese. You, you know? really have. It's a tried and true. I will say at this point, there's like no bacon crumbled up in this or something. Well, that's the thing. It's not supposed to be bacon. That's supposed to go with other things. So like, I feel like the bacon would chicken. overpower everything, Lauren. Mm-hmm. That's why I have. Yeah, I like the breadcrumbs. Like the those. Four, yeah, I was hoping you guys those got are enough. Those are good. Yeah, those are good. Good move. Mm. But yeah, it's like the, there's like the four cheeses. Like it's supposed to be focused on like mm-hmm. the flavors of the cheeses. It's real nice. The whole top layer is nice and crispy mm-hmm. from being baked, but the inside, but the inside is still like kind of that cheesy gooeyness, you mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. What type of um, uh, what type of macaroni noodles did you use? Uh, just regular, just plain old noodles, like all those. Okay, like they're nice and thick noodles. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Well, that's why I was curious. Like, right. yeah. Lake County style. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but I thought... Go yeah. over the preparing process. So how did you... The preparing process? Yeah, like how long did you cook it for and all that? Mm. What temperatures? Because I've never made it before. Well, it's a whole new recipe. Yeah. It took me like two hours. Oh. Or just under two hours, but... <clears throat> so it's like a slow bake type thing? Uh, yeah, so the, uh, the oven was like 20 minutes at 200 degrees. Oh. There you go. But yeah, so you do like the the cheese sauce first. So you do butter, butter, garlic, like whole garlic cloves, mm-hmm. bay leaf, and then um, star of a scene. Mix all that together. Melt in your cheeses. Drain out the or sorry before you do the cheeses, you drain out all the all the ingredients. Uh-huh. So like the cloves and everything, the bay leaf. Drain that out. Um, oh, there's milk in there as well, whole milk. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, you add your cheese and yeah, then you, you, you work on breadcrumbs, garlic breadcrumbs, um, same kind of process, like butter, garlic cloves, like whole garlic cloves, um, parsley, like fresh cut, uh, parsley and just breadcrumbs and you let them slightly brown. Like you don't want to overdo them. Yeah. But just enough for like a crisp and those hold in the flavoring really well. Oh, yeah, you just bake it for like 30 minutes. Okay. Well, very good job on that. Yeah. Oh, that was good mac and cheese. Well, that was pretty good. The thing is, though, I think the pairing is a very interesting choice. I'll say the initial taste, it's harsh, but then it mellows out nicely mm-hmm. afterwards. Like, oh. I will say it hit. Um, the true cold hit similar to like an IPA does at yes. first. Yes, yes. But um, I agree with Dre, like after you get like the taste of the mac and cheese and some mm-hmm. more of the beer, it starts to mellow out quite nicely. Oh, it does. That's why, I, that's why I thought like the pairing would go well because the beer, like the cheese, mm-hmm. there's like the initial like strong cheese flavor and then, and with the beer, it's like the initial strong flavor mm-hmm. and they both kind of mellow out and I'm just now starting to get some breadcrumbs. I think I started. <laughs> but they are definitely delicious. The garlic bread breadcrumbs. Oh, nice dude. touch. Oh, yeah. 
I will say, um, not even a critique because I love the size of them. Yeah. But like, if you want to spread out the breadcrumbs more, maybe crush them up a little bit finer so that you get more of a well, just use... topping of them instead of like them added in. Yeah, I just used a uh, sourdough and just tore it up. Mm-hmm. But I, I made too few. That's what I did. Yeah. I was like, I looked at the size that I had and I was like, all right, that'll work. And then once I put the right before I put it in the oven. I was like, oh shit! I should have made more, mm-hmm. and I had already like I had already yeah, started everything. I was like, all right, well, yeah. Next time. Well, that's why I mean, maybe make them smaller then, you know, yeah. or or add more. Like either way, but I think that's the only critique I really have for the mac and cheese mm-hmm. would be smaller bread breadcrumbs, or like you said, more of them. Yeah. Ah. And you know, optional bacon uh, for for those who like the. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah the bacon. <laughs> I I think almost everyone. <clears throat> uh, I can agree, bacon adds flavor to just about everything. Um, let's see. I've, I've never been disappointed to see bacon in my food. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Even desserts, mm. my dude. Like, Well, especially mac and cheese. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Bacon and mac and cheese are like this, man. Oh, yeah. I've never received a meal, looked at it, and went, ah, oh, bacon. Why is that so accurate? So. So seeing as we're at this point, I'll kick this pony off. Mm-hmm. Honestly, um, when you brought up that mac and cheese and we put it on the plate, it kind of just reminded me of home. You know, it reminded oh, me yeah. of Thanksgiving dinners, dinners with my grandma, dinners with my mom, my dad. You know, that's what the mac and cheese looks like yeah. on Thanksgiving. So I'm going to give it a four out of five, mm-hmm. if not a four, if not a five out of four. Um, the aroma wasn't really there. You know, I gave it a smell. It wasn't, you know, it was cheese. So yeah. how much does cheese oh, really yeah, smell yeah. that isn't rotten, right? Uh, the taste, I mean, I can really taste that white cheese. If not a five, I'm going to give it a four. Mouthfeel, probably give it a, probably give it a three. And then a finish paired with the beer, a five out of five. Nice. Definitely. Oh yeah, this is a great pairing. Um, the appearance of the true Kolsch was very good, very clear. It's what I expect out of a German beer Mm -hmm. or a European beer at this point. The aroma, a three. Sorry, a little gassy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not a lot of uh, aroma there that you wouldn't expect. Taste, same thing. Four to five, mouthfeel, three to five with the beer. Uh, probably a 4.5, I would give it. And for a finish, all together, give it probably a five. There you go. Okay. Kevin? All right. Uh, with beer, I loved the appearance. Gave that about like a four. Uh, the aroma got a three for me. It was not bad. wasn't great. <clears throat> I loved the taste. That got a four for me. Definitely hit a little stronger, as Dre and John mentioned before. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't like an overpowering or bad like hit. Yeah. I also thought it had a great mouthfeel. Although, weirdly enough, I could not really... I felt like it really just disappeared. Like, the finish... Kind of just it was it was gone mm. after I drank it. I feel like there's a pills in your thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no, it, it is like a fire. It, it was like a firework. So yeah, bang, like it, and it, then it's gone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. strong upfront mm-hmm. yeah. flavors, and then yeah, it dies off pretty pretty quick. When paired with the mac and cheese, though, and this is some pretty bomb mac and cheese. Thank you. I appreciate it. I will say that. I like the uh, one thing I like about it is it's not overly greasy. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's something I really yeah. noticed about it. A lot of mac and cheese, once you get the cheese in there and it melts, mm. it's oh, yeah. like that layer of grease. 
Which can be good or bad, depending yeah. on all that. But even though I, I used to like what two <clears throat> sticks of butter. Yeah, like, like that's the thing. Like damn. I, was surprised, I was surprised that there wasn't it wasn't more. Juicy. I just bulked up so much. After <laughs> <that>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and the go. cheeses definitely all blend together really well. Yeah. And again, the noodle choice is just superb. It's a nice thick noodle, Good so noodle. really holds the flavor. See how much nicer Kevin is to Jake the Dawson? Yeah, he's, he violently and brutally... <laughs> I commented the lettuce piece is big! It's unbelievable. I don't even know what I did. I'm nothing but nice to him. <laughs> well, like, you just came back from not being on an ep- one episode, and, like, he just started into you after that. I missed one episode ten, so I can put together my bed frame, and then... Ted Hobbs, dude. Ted Hobbs, that's what screwed you over. Yeah. What was that brewery that he totally shit on that was a good brewery, too? What was that? Was that Mad Dog? No, it was no. Mad, Mad River. No, it was an Oregon brewery. Uh, oh, it might have been Mad. No, it wasn't Mad River. Fall, it wasn't Mad Fall River. Fall, Fall River. River. Fall River. Yeah. yeah. They did not deserve that, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Fall River Brewery, Oregon. We're really sorry about the review that you guys got. You guys are great. <laughs> If Kevin. you want to sponsor us, we'll be we'd be more than happy to drink all of your beers. We'd be more than happy to cut out Kevin's review if you want sponsor us. If you would let us interview your head brewmaster, that'd be great. <laughs> that was just Kevin shitting on me and taking out his rage on me, not you guys. You're sorry. <laughs> <laughs> You know what the best part is? You two are going to share a beer as pals afterwards. And like, oh my well, god! We've been sharing a beer the whole time. There you go. <laughs> Whoa, what's this hate all about? He was just fake hate. All right. All right. Fake news. <laughs> Anything else to say, Kevin? I mean, overall, I think together, I give this meal like a five star, dude. Mm-hmm. I'm digging it. All right. Dude. Okay. Mac and yeah. cheese, beer. There's just something about the homemade like, yeah. feel of mac and cheese. You know? Oh, it's like, yeah. It's a good Friendsgiving kind of thing. Yes, yeah, it that's is. That's what we're going for. You know? It's a great Friendsgiving. The one yeah. thing that I would say, maybe some sharp, sharp cheddar. Yeah, I could have gone a little sharper with it, for mm. sure. Maybe, like, a little color. Yeah. Yeah, maybe some that, color you know? to it, yeah. It was, right. it was more like a white, like... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. White globule of deliciousness, though. Oh. Pretty much. I mean, oh, man, what can I say about mac and cheese? Delicious. It's uh, the most American thing Dre's ever seen. It is the most American. Four <laughs> cheeses. As a, it, it wasn't as greasy, though. Do you guys have mac and cheese in Australia? Is not that, as, really? Not as prevalent here. Man, I'm yeah. just going to open a restaurant. Now. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, that's the market. Uh, call, just, call Jake, just, just call it Jake's and Cheeses. Jake's mac and cheese. Jake and cheese. Oh, nice. This this episode brought to you by Jake's Mac and Cheese. Yeah. Now opening up an Australian yeah, chain. Yeah. <laughs> no, you, don't, you don't even open up a restaurant there. You just start selling like box mac and cheese. Yeah, just craft mac and cheese. <laughs> <laughs> just buy the box. You yeah. cross out the craft and yeah. yeah, but you leave it there, like on the box. You it, you see the X like. It would, it would be like an, an uh, it's always sunny thing. Yeah, Mac Mac's famous mac and cheese. Yeah. It's got like, a closet full of boxes well, of mac and yeah. cheese. <laughs> You know how, like, in Space Jam, Bugs Bunny crosses out the word water and, like, yeah. like the secret yeah. stuff? Like, that's how, that's how I envision it yeah. looking. Like, like right. a five-year-old did it, but... Man, I gotta say, this is a really nice, like... It, it's like uh, Austin Point. It's a very homey, home-styled uh, mac and cheese. I could definitely dig this in the Friendsgiving. The pairing with the beer was just right. Again, they're... Like, like I said, it was like a firework. It was great and it disappears, but as it disappears, it's got the nice creamy texture of the mac and cheese. The firework. <laughs> Don't give us copyright. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That That's one line. We're fucked. We're fucked. So the beer, I would give a three because it, it did fall flat. It had a 
decent aroma. It's hard. It's hard for me to get aromas. That's actually it's not a strong aroma. Yeah, not it's like strong, it's, it's but a, it's there. It's a good aroma. Mm-hmm. And yeah. um, overall, uh, so three on the beer, four point five on that mac and cheese, and yeah, five stars on that. Awesome on that nice. pairing. Okay, so <clears throat> the mac and cheese. I just want to go off and say like a four point five out of five. It was delicious. Um, I'll take that. The only the only uh, thing that could make it a five would be add bacon or oh, fried crumbs oh, or sh- or sharp cheddar oh. or sharp cheddar. Uh, now that you mention it, I I I <laughs> could right. go for sharp cheddar, but it's not necessary. Uh, yeah. like, I'll take the criticism. Um, well, then again, this is Amer- say, this is American criticism. Yeah, yeah. this is a, yeah. I will say it was a very lovely presentation in the casserole dish. After I just kind of slammed it down onto the plate, it in. <laughs> Hold very well, but uh, oh. I like the look of just a white mac and cheese. Like it yeah. makes it feel less box made and more oh yeah kitchen made. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. I could have um, warmed it up again, but you know, yeah, the oven and everything. Well, even cold yeah. though it was yeah. not cold, yeah. but even warm, it was yeah. still good. Um, but um, besides, so I'm gonna give it the mac and cheese overall like a four point five. The um, the um, beer though, I ended up giving it a four. Surprisingly, it was actually pretty good overall. Mm. Um, Everything scored very high except for the taste. It tasted more like a cross between a Pilsner and a IPA. Uh-huh. Um, I couldn't quite pinpoint it. It might be because I don't have a whole lot of experience with these ales, but um, it reminded me of a cross between a Pilsner and a weak IPA. So it kind of had a weird flavor profile for me. Um, Mouth fill and finish though, I felt were great and it complemented the mac and cheese perfectly. Um, I'm giving the overall so I've given the beer for the mac and cheese a 4.5 I'm giving the overall pairing a 4.5 out of 5. Um, and I think honestly it was only brought down from a 5 just because the beer itself um, the beer itself had a weird um, flavoring to me. I can't quite place it. All right. All right. Okay. And then... Jacob? You pause there while we're opening the... Did I get that before? That's a pretty smooth, good drink. Yes. We've heard, actually. Uh, It's a nice, chilling, like, smooth drink, you know? All right. So let's get that chicken Okay. Well, so we're about this break. I think I got... And I had to look up what a a, a Kolsch-style ale is, and so apparently... It's a yeah. it's an ale Just that was uh, gotta, fermented with yeast to... and then finished with lagering. Oh. So it's meant to be really light and easy to drink and crisp and refreshing. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh. I've never heard of it before. Neither have I. Well, yeah. so we're out this break. Since mm. we're out this break. All right, everybody, I'd like to give a special shout-out to Kodak Films. Are <laughs> <laughs> they? Yeah, they just got out of disposable camera. Okay, I don't, the film bit. No. I don't oh, know. the film the business. The film yeah. business, yeah. I feel like that's really niche. Like, if anyone is making films still, please yeah. so sponsor go- our podcast. Yeah. <laughs> if you're going on a trip with your family members and you're looking for a professional disposable camera that only takes 20 to 18 photos, <laughs> yes. then you throw it away. Kodak Films is your company. You pay $100 for a set camera. I was trying to find the most well done if, one. Right. If you want to have yes. a camera that you randomly find yeah. that only has five pictures left and you fly your life of you can't remember where you did with the other 15 where you took them. There's an app for that now. Yeah. Speaking of which, if you can't figure out where to develop those photos because nobody develops them anymore, just smash it open just in case. Chicken. So, yeah. So, so the first uh, entree, which is my chicken, and the uh, Kanaha be, uh, Blonde Ale, Kona. brought to you by yeah. Kona Brewing Co. Kanaha. Yeah. 
You want to try that again? <laughs> Do we have a real Hawaiian? Um, call Aaron. His, uh, Kiki oh yeah, that's is, right. Aaron is. Oh wait, Kiki is Hawaiian. That's right. Oh. Not like South Park Hawaiian. Mm. Like real Hawaiian. <laughs> what was this? Dingo? Dingo? Um, I think it was emu. Emu. Okay. Emu. So Dre, tell us about your emu dish. Tell us about the emu war. Oh man. <laughs> Actually, no. Save that for the episode where we talk about you. Yeah, yeah. dude. Everybody knows about the emu war. It's been YouTube to death. Mm. But, uh, sorry, on my way here, I am actually was the latest one today. I had to stop by, and I was like, oh, chicken dish. Oh, I just remembered. So I popped into Lucky's, found the chicken, uh, chicken, rosemary, lemongrass, uh, olive oil. Let's see, what else did I chuck in there? Uh, a bit of uh, bullion stock, and, um, and then I had that <laughs> as I got and a bit of uh, and water and a free freezer bag. Walking out of Safeway in the front of my car, I rip open the chicken. I wash it right then and there with the gallon of water that I bought. Smash it into the uh, freezer bag along with a good dose of olive oil. Uh, along with the rosemary, mind you, rosemary and the lemongrass have to be fresh. You crush it in your hands, you throw it in there along with the, like maybe a good pinch, no, not a good pinch, a good amount of the, um, uh, oh yeah, and a bit of garlic salt as well. So garlic salt, a bit of uh, chicken uh, bouillon stock, and just let that all marinate. And this marinated for about 15 minutes in the car ride over here. <laughs> the 15 minutes when he said he was coming and that yeah. we were waiting. <laughs> oh, another 15 minutes. So, about half an hour, more or less. And then you just chuck it on the barbecue. You you just cook that On thing. the barbie? Yeah, chuck, I was going to say, you said it wrong. You grill it on the barbie. The chicken on the barbie. On the barbie. Dude, you have to... I say, the way I make sure that it is cooked all the way through is that you chuck it on there... Let the pink slightly disappear on the top. If it's, you know, if you don't see hardly any pink, it's like maybe the last one-eighth of the top is pink. That's when you flip it. That's when you know the middle is cooked. And it may be burnt. It may be, it may look, uh, it's not, not cooked, but once you take it out, they're good, they're juicy, and they're good to go. And I chose this pairing because, well, next to Google, I've always had chicken with, a lighter beer it's just kind of like the go-to with seafood you always go like with your white wine you go with a lighter and, you know for a 4.2 this is actually really really nice it definitely doesn't taste like a 4.2 mm-hmm. it, it tastes like it has a taste like you would expect it to be higher than that I, exactly I this is actually really nice so this is my first time that i can recall having this particular yeah, beer. Too. but it's actually a really nice like yeah. refreshing Flavoring. Yeah, I've never seen this one. I've only I, ever had the, the longboard. Yes. Uh, which, oh, this is the same brewery? I didn't realize. Yes, yeah, it yeah, is. No, so Kona's the brewery, but, and yeah, this is just a different style. Because mm. I've only ever had the longboard. And, and there's another darker longboard. style, apparently. Yeah. The Are they the ones that make the coconut ale also? Or the coconut porter, I mean? I, think I don't so. think so. Because the coconut I, porter um, from whichever Hawaiian brewery I'm thinking of is actually really bomb. Mm. Um Amanda's mom and stepdad go to Hawaii on occasion, mm-hmm. and um, they bring back from the actual brewery 
Um, there's coconut porter or oh, coconut sounds, stout or something. Good. I forget, but I'll look, no, I mean, I could look it up real quick. You know, I may be wrong, and anybody listening to this podcast can chastise me if I'm totally wrong on this, but I'm pretty sure that this brewery is owned by Coca-Cola. Oh, right. 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 Actually, company yeah. that runs Coca-Cola and all the parent business. The parent mm-hmm. Interesting. That runs all of those different um, beverage. We're going to fact check this. Mm-hmm. Kevin, you look that up? Kevin, can you look that up? It's either yeah, this or a different brewery, but I'm pretty sure it's this one. For me, I've always felt like this is a really comfortable beer to drink, and it goes really quickly, especially when you're drinking it from the bottle. Oh man, they have some really cool. Oh, they make a red. Only it's on brewed on the island and they call it Lava Man Red. Really? Uh-huh. Oh, I need to find a way to get that import. <laughs> so, fun fact. So, I've looked into importing beers before. Mm-hmm. Beers have harder import laws than like hard liquors and wines. I don't know why. I haven't found out why, but every time. So, like, if I wanted to go get like uh, whiskey from Scotland, right. all I have to do is pay the importing fee. There's not a huge deal about it, you know. Um, obviously, customs will make a big deal out of it a little bit, but I can go online right now and order fresh from Scotland a Scottish whiskey of some sort. You know, um, same with wines. If I wanted a French or Spanish wine or Italian wine, I could easily just. There's websites that help import those. With beer, though, every time I've tried to look up to import, it's either astronomically higher than it should be, or it's just like nope, can't get that delivered to California. Or I feel like. I feel like part of that is the uh, the fermentation. So it's it involves fruit in in California. When you mm-hmm. go across the border and you come back, they always ask, "Do you have produce? Do you have you know food yeah. or whatever?" I feel like that's part of it. Maybe. Yeah, I I think that's what it because is. Because like um, me and Amanda have some friends that went um, did like a European trip. They mm-hmm. went to Scotland and bringing back the scotch that they bought when they were there. Wasn't too big of a deal. Like they put it in their check yeah. bag, and um, they had to get a special label for it, saying mm-hmm. what it was. Paid like an extra five bucks or something, yeah. mm-hmm. and brought over no problem. But um, even the trip to Hawaii and stuff, um, like I said, my fiance's mom and stepdad go to Hawaii and they yeah. bring beers back. And even just from Hawaii, there they had to go through a, a whole ordeal because of the beer for some reason. Yeah, wow. Well, like I, I brought, I brought him a, a bottle of tequila because he likes tequila. Same thing. It was easy. They were like. Yeah. Oh, what do you have? They put it in a special bag. They zip tied it so I couldn't open it and drink it on the plane. Yeah, yeah exactly. You're handing and, me the bag. Like, yeah, but I mean, it makes sense. <laughs> I get that. It's easy enough. Yeah. Yeah, like that, that's what I mean. Hard liquor and wine, they're chill with. Alcohol, wine. Well, I think it's just the it, process. It only matters um, of the amount you bring. Mm-hmm. That's the yeah. only time they ever begin to raise an eyebrow. You bring in, if you bring in crates, they're looking at you like. <laughs> All right. Either you're now you're an importer. Either you're importing, and we need to see your goods, and that's mm-hmm. that's when they start cracking down on it. Yeah, these guys are the guys that make the coconut water I was go. talking about. Nice, nice. Are they ran by Coca Cola? <clears throat> oh, I don't know. I forgot about that. I was. Uh, John, look that up, please. Dre would know about this importing thing, seeing as he's in and out of Australia every couple of weeks. If oh, any, yeah. Uh, TSA agents are listening to this podcast <laughs> hey, and uh, want to investi- investigate in any Australian business that may be going on. I'm pretty good with those guys. Those TSA agents. Well, the one when I got held because... Didn't you get sent back? I got sent... Oh, I did get sent back. I'll probably tell... Dre got deported one time. Yeah. I'll tell, I'll, I'll tell that on, the, on my store when it's my time to shine. But the gist is, I'll, I'll never forget the really nice officer that gave me all the advice to get me a visa. Just go get you a visa was pretty much his, his uh, MO. It's like, that's the way. I'll, I'll, I'll probably go in more into depth later about that. 
No, there's nothing about Coca-Cola owning them. They're, <laughs> own, they're, they're owned by the Craft Brewers Alliance. They purchased Kona oh. Brewing for $13.9 million back in It's a conspiracy. But there's oh, nothing man. about Coca-Cola owning them. Interesting. Was I, I thought I heard that, too. Maybe I told you that. Maybe it was just bullshit. No, I heard it from <laughs> This is how rumors get started, my dudes. Yeah. All right. We'll just keep that going. All right. That's why you got to fact check everything. Just <clears throat> check everything. So, what did you guys think? Okay. Go for I'll it. Start out this time. You looked like you were going to start. Yeah. Go for it. So, I'm actually going to start off with food first. Yeah. Right now, before talking about the beer. After hearing your story of how you made this drink, <laughs> I have to say it's actually pretty good. Yeah? <laughs> Although, I don't know if I could say the same if I was a random person in the parking lot watching this dude washing chicken. Actually, two, out of two, out of people, water. two people did walk by who their car was parked across mine and they like, gave me the dirtiest look. That is the most like white trash thing I think I've heard before. How many holes? While preparing their food tonight, the same way that Drake just prepared that fucking chicken for us. So that's gonna be what they do every single day. There was some homeless guy that looked at Dre and went, "You're gonna want to get lemons." He grumbled at him from across the parking lot. He's shaking up the Ziploc bag too. Did you rip the lemons? Crush, crush the rosemary. You crush it by hand. No, you have, to, you have to crush it with your feet, my dude. No, no. It gets that extra flavoring. Fucking Gordon Ramsay coming out to me. He says, if it's fucking raw. <laughs> But, yeah, uh, you broke so many, like, food safety, like... So many food safety <laughs> laws, I'm going to be surprised if I don't have salmonella. Yeah, I was going to say, well, I can't speak for the uh, sanitation and prep stage of your meal. I did think that it was pretty good. Thank you. Not the chicken. Yeah. Like, it was flavorful. Definitely, like, you could taste. Fortune. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like, for sure. <laughs> Chicken's my forte, man. Wow. Anyways, that's my thoughts on the, the meal. <laughs> Unbelievable. This podcast is absolutely going off the rails. <laughs> what did you think about the beer, though, my dude? So, appearance-wise, I think it was anything special. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I did really like the aroma and taste. It uh, smelled and tasted pretty fruity to me, actually, which I thought bounced really well off of the chicken and off kind of like the the spices and stuff you had going on with it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, mouthfeel was also pretty high. It felt a little bubbly to me, which I kind of liked. I thought, ooh, you know, I was, wasn't expecting that from this particular type of beer. Mm-hmm. Although, like the last one, it kind of just ended. I didn't really have a good finish. Right. It didn't taper off or anything like that. Uh, but all in all, put together, the beer was a four for me. I did really like this one. It was refreshing. And the meal, I would probably give three and a half to four. Almost like it's somewhere in there. Right. You know, like. Yeah, if it was better, maybe well if my chicken, yeah, you know, like maybe it had a little more time to sit with the actual flavoring. Yes, then all it that stuff. Looking a little better. All right, Austin. Um, so with the chicken, I mean, just normal appearance, chicken gave it a three. Mm-hmm. The aroma, it had some good, nice lemon spice smell to it, you know, give it a 3.5, just being genuine. Mm-hmm. Genuine 
or generous. I'm sorry. Generous. Yeah. Generous. Uh, tastes, you know, chicken always tastes bland to me. No matter what you do to it, it just tastes fucking bland. Yeah. Uh, so generously, three, maybe 2.8. Mm. Uh, mouthfeel for the chicken. Always hate chicken. Three. I'm going to give it a total for a finish of three. Mm-hmm. Uh, with the beer, though, Kona, beer, Kona Brewery is a beer that I've liked a long, a brewery that I've liked for a very long time. Mm. Um, the appearance isn't great. You know, it kind of reminds me of a Budweiser a little bit. Mm-hmm. Give the appearance a two. Uh, the aroma mixed with the chicken, uh, 3.5. The taste, 3.5. Mouthfeel, definitely a four. Mm-hmm. And with the finish, mm, 3.5. So, not the best meal, not my favorite. I mean, it goes back to the chicken, especially hearing how you compared it. <laughs> <or not. laughs> how, about, how about the pairing, though? The pairing was good. The pairing was really good, you know. Um, like I said, the lemony taste of the chicken <laughs> mixed with the taste of the beer was good. The thing is, though, that's uh, yeah. I had to think about that one for a second. Was like I didn't want to overpower it with, with actual lemon. That's why I went with the lemongrass. Mm-hmm. So it's more subtle than overpowering. Interesting. Yeah. Sorry, Drake. Hot tip. You got uh, low marks on this one, brother. Mm, don't worry. I'll work on that chicken next time. Not like we're going to do chicken again. All right. It's uh, Jake's turn. What do you think? From <laughs> of my I thought it was really good, actually. Um, it was it was like the perfect amount of saltiness, too, mm-hmm. which is also nice. And what? I gave it a... Let's see. The chicken, I definitely, I, I like the chicken more than the beer. Oh, yeah. Um, <gasps> now I feel like the I feel like the beer was definitely a good is that cowboy for beef up. Uh, appearance, appearance up. for a what is this supposed to be a blonde? Yeah, a blonde ale. A blonde ale. I would expect a blonde ale to be much lighter and clearer looking. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a little cloudy kind of. Yeah. Um, it didn't have much of an aroma. So I gave appearance and aroma. I gave a, gave it a two, but the taste and the mouthfeel were good. I liked the taste. It was strong enough, and it matched the chicken uh, somewhat. I mean, not as much as I wish it did, but right. enough. And finish, I gave it a I gave it a four. So taste, mouthfeel, finish, I gave it a four. Um, just alone, the flavor. Overall, I give it. Uh, I'll give it a two and a half overall. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I definitely did like the taste of it. It just didn't have much of an aroma at all. Not like a bad aroma, just I couldn't couldn't really smell anything. Right. But yeah, I definitely like the chicken. And I'm probably gonna try it at some point. So overall the pairing, what do you give the pairing? The pairing? I would give it a I would give it a solid three and a half, maybe a four. Okay. Yeah, there you go. Right. For parking lot chicken. Yeah, yeah for so, parking lot chicken, you know, nailed it. So, Dre, I'm going to start off with the beer first. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. Like, pretty, that's so jank. Um, <laughs> parking lot chicken? Yeah, right? So, overall, hey, I know it's just tailgating. That's what it is. Right? It's just tailgating. I mean, really, it is. But. Basically, Dre, the beer I'm gonna give a four. Like it was perfect. It was almost perfect across the board. I like the appearance. It was a nice golden pure color. Yeah. Um, the aroma um, definitely had a decent aroma. 
Um, the overall taste, it was a nice light beer. It went well with the chicken. I feel they complement each other pretty well. Yep. Um, I will say the finish, I don't know if it's because the chicken's flavoring overpowered it or not, but it did dissipate rather quickly. Um, the mouthfeel is nice and bubbly, so I like that about it. It kind of reminded me of a soda. And um, as far as your chicken, I have concerns about how you learn how to prepare food. I know we... I know we joke about you being from Mexico and whatnot, but <laughs> I feel like I just had some back alley Mexican chicken. Um, hey, you it's, know good, it's good back no, alley. No, yeah, it's, yeah, probably, no. it's probably just as well prepared as you know food truck chicken. Right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, if not better. But, know. Anyway, so that's my opinion on that. Overall, the pairing, I'm going to get... So the chicken, I'm going to have to give your chicken a 3.5 for sanitary conditions. Um, it was really good for unsanitarily um, prepared chicken, though. There you go. Um, overall, the pairing, I'm giving it a 3.5. All right. Out of 5. That, so, I mean, I'm going to probably just give it a quick little rundown. My beer, I really enjoyed it. Uh, again, yeah, as for a blonde, it's not as... Clear as one would point out, but again, the aroma, taste, mouthfeel, it was just a nice beer to knock back. Um, the, the, you're right, the finish oil is flat. As for my chicken, I even surprised myself that I prepared something that was kind of, you know, kind of flavorful. <laughs> Didn't have pink in the middle, mm. but at least I have a point for that. Um, but you know what? Uh, just like this beer and just like my meal, there because I picked out this beer on a whim, not knowing. Of the history of Karina being such a, you know, a favorite for everybody here, um, but yeah, same uh, same with the beer, with same with the chicken. As a lovely surprise that I'll uh, uh, mark with a, both as a well beer three point five, food three point five. So it's just nice and down in the middle. Four. There we go. Okay. So I guess I'm up next. Mm-hmm. I prepared I prepared as just a simple sirloin steak. Nice. Um, with some salt and pepper on it. Um, the, the real trick, and it was grilled. Um, the real trick with it is you want to over salt and over pepper it because while grilling, the flames are going to bake off a lot of it. Yeah. So you want to like kind of almost coat it. You want you you will say, oh Jesus, a lot of salt and pepper, but a lot of it will fall off during the cooking process. Um, one thing I wish I would have thought to do would have been um, to um, melt some butter and garlic and mm. um, kind of baste on top of it. That, That's yeah. really one thing I regret not doing. I meant to do that, but I forgot, to grab, I forgot to pre-make the butter and garlic. That's a <clears> lovely <throat> trick for pork chops as well. Um, so I'm a little bit disappointed in myself for that. That mm. would have brought this up to the next level. Um, overall, uh, but um, so that's that. And then I brought, to pair with it, the Lost Coast Brewing um, Downtown Brown. It's a brown ale. It's one of my go-to brown ales. Um, sometimes I just want something a little bit on the thicker side of beers and um, browns and that sort of thing definitely are kind of like the border between a red ale and a porter or stout, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, and I felt they would go nicely just because of the rich flavor of the steak mixed with the rich flavor of a beer. Um, yeah. So anyway, um, that's a little bit about that. That's fucking delicious. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm a little sketched out. I hope it's cooked enough, but that's how I like it, dude. <laughs> that is fucking perfect. Mm. 
No. You said you liked it rare. I tried to give you two, you three more medium rare. I don't know mm-hmm. if I got the stakes no, mixed up or not. Got, I got the medium rare right here. All right. How'd you do, um, Kevin? Is yours? Mm-hmm. Okay. It's really hard when, like, because I like mine a little bit rare, too, more like Austin. You know there's so, a way to tell with your hand? Oh, yeah. Like, using that muscle, the muscle yeah. in your palm. It's, um... Fourth yeah. means... Yeah, that's well done. First is mm-hmm. rare. I remember that trick was so useful. The real trick though with rare, it's so easy. So yeah, depending on the size of the stake, but your average stakes, if you do like three minutes on each side and then put if you have a top rack, move up to the top rack for about another two minutes per side or so, mm-hmm. one minute to two minutes, you'll almost get a perfect rare every time. The medium rare is usually about two or three minutes up from that. What do you need uh, more beer? More beer. Anyway, you're saying. And, um, but, um, yeah, so a medium rare is usually about another two minutes or so up from that is when you start getting medium rare. Mm-hmm. Anything be, and then another two or three minutes beyond that is where you start getting well done. So rare and well done are super easy to get, but the medium rares are hard to time just right because you, you can't really see what the steaks are actually cooked to, you know? Yeah. I mean, you can poke it with a thermometer, but I feel like that's a little bit cheating. Um, but you guys <laughs> use the thermometer on this, right? What? <laughs> what? So he'll give you the parasites. He's well prepared. There's no I'll thermometers in the parking lot, dude. Not my parking lot. Safeway chicken. No, this is fucking incredible. This is delicious. I don't mm-hmm. know if it's all the season or what, but it's perfectly cooked. I mean, it's just right there on the cusp of, like, yeah. you know, being a little bit sketch, but fucking delicious. <laughs> it's just, uh, is steak your forte, you would say? What? Uh, I'm... So, Amanda was talking to me about this because yeah. I was like, oh shit, it's raining. I'm not going to be able to grill. She's like, just cook it in, in the broiler. I'm like, I don't know how to fucking cook. <laughs> I really don't know how to cook. So, I can grill just about anything halfway decently on the grill. Yeah. Isn't that why you're marrying Amanda? Right? Because she, she, she's the cook. Yeah, I mean, cook. I mean, she made like, all of her birthday Wait, wait. Anything. Look at this cook. This, this, this steak is barely so legal. Good. All right? It's fucking delicious. <laughs> That's like the perfect amount of rare, dude. But, um, no, but anyway, I can grill anything fairly well, just because I've done it so much, but cooking things on, like, stovetop or in a mm. broiler, I go, how the fuck do you do this? Mm. I need, like, Google opened up, I need, like, five different recipes to confirm what I'm doing. doing yeah. Like, it's insane. The grill, mm-hmm. though, I just go, okay, um, put it on for, like, five or six minutes, depending on the thickness of it and everything, and the thing with the grill is, like, the heat, it, the open flame cooks everything so well through, you know, like, and then you just move it up out of the flame's range just to let that heat bake it a little bit more. So you, like, essentially everything gets seared real quick on both sides, and then it sits up on the top rack for the next, like, five, six minutes to bake all the way through. So you don't burn the outside, but you... It's basically an open fire oven anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm. Wow. Incredible. Mm-hmm. But like I said, melted butter with some garlic, basted on top after it comes off the grill, mm-hmm. would have been really good. But yeah, I dropped the ball on that one. I actually remember seeing that trick was from it was a Gordon Ramsay video. That's right. He was like best way to make sure that your you know your meats are just juicy. To just cut some butter, get some garlic, crush it, throw it in there, and just yeah, like I said, baste mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. That's why a lot of your steaks at a really fancy steak restaurant will come with like a chunk of butter up on top of it. Mm, yeah. Because the butter's just melting over it, giving it yeah. that little bit more extra flavor. Also, who doesn't love a, love a good stick of butter? Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not kidding, dude. We just had so much more. We, had, well, we did have sticks of butter with the mac and cheese. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. 
Oh, dude. Ah. Anything about the downtown brown? Because I will say this is a beer that I've seen a lot, but not don't know anything about. Like, I would see it at a party. You just it's that the the art that's on the bottle. Everybody just kind of so. Bosco's Brewing is from Eureka, California, so just up north, about three and a half, four hours, depending how fast you drive. Oh. Um, they have a lot of really great ones. They have um, was it the Red Seal Ale? I believe is what they have. Is their Red Ale, which is really good. But downtown Brown. So, story about this. I went I went up to college up in Humboldt State, right up the street from Eureka, basically, um, in a little town called Arcata. I turned 21 when I was up there. The bar crawls in Eureka are insane. Like, bars just giving you free shots or free beers oh and you show God. your ID on your birthday when you turn 21. It's insane. Like, I probably had, like, $100 worth of beer that night, and, like, I didn't pay except for maybe, like, for one beer because I went out with friends, and also the bartenders just kept giving me stuff for free. Um, anyway, um, at one point, I don't even remember how, I'm pretty sure it's just one of my friends, because Uber and Lyft wasn't a thing, like, six years ago. But so I'm pretty sure one of my friends just, like, drove us into Eureka. And that was the first beer I remember, like, I could soberly remember drinking, because the drive between Arcade and Eureka was... Uh, a sobering experience. sobering experience. Anyway, it was downtown Brown. And it was free on the house from the Lost Coast Brewing. Wow. And, um... Anyway, so I have fond memories of downtown Brown. That's cool. Shout out to fucking Lost Coast Brewing for uh-huh. doing that, though, right? Oh, yeah. Dude, they do it right. That's I nice. highly recommend anyone who turns 21, do a bar crawl, even in your local town. You'll find you'll find out how many bartenders and breweries are really cool. Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. Sure. You, especially you'll find out how many how many places are really Because, you know, people would say, oh, there's a place there, there's a place there. They don't know about the one that's hidden away behind the little alley. That's just the best tavern in there. Yeah. Or if they've seen the Belvedere, sure, it looks really skanky and <clears throat> and it's even more skankier inside. But guess what? Yes, with a bunch of friends, it's a good time. Okay, so let's start with Jake. Let's rate the, the steak. Rate the steak. All right. Well, I mean, to take a, a quip, or not a quip, a quote from Letterkenny <laughs> salt and pepper, you can't get much better. Yeah. Um, I think I think the steaks were really cooked well. Mm. The only thing, let's see, the only thing that I would have changed the pairing. So you're 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 pairing the downtown brown. The the downtown brown is good. The steak was really good. The two of them together, they work. But I feel like I feel like if you were going to use the downtown brown, you could have gone a little more than salt and pepper. Mm. But to keep it simple, it, it works. Um, Do you think the garlic and butter might have helped with that? Maybe. Maybe, but the the downtown brown is more, it's not as heavy as like a stout, which is what I feel like a salt and pepper steak could use. Uh I feel like uh, with the downtown brown, you would want more like bold flavors Mm -hmm. with, with the steak, whereas like more of a stout, less of a chocolate stout or coffee stout, but just like a stout itself yeah. would work well with salt and pepper steak. Okay. But you did cook them very well. Mm-hmm. And I'm very happy about that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, otherwise, you know, it, I, I think it works. It could have worked a little better, but it works totally fine. Mm. Um, and I've never had downtown brown before, but 
kind of like it. It doesn't have... Uh, the appearance is really good. I uh, What, I gave it a 5 out of 5 for appearance. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. Because, yeah, for a brown ale, it looks exactly like I would expect. Yeah. Like, kind of on the darker side, but not, like, black. Not like a stout. Yeah. Um, it didn't have much of an aroma, so I gave it a 2 out of 5. There's, like, a hint of something. The... The taste was the taste is pretty good. Um, it's not as like, like I said, it's not as uh, pronounced as like a stout would be. Mm. It's still kind of on. It's on like the lighter end of like what a darker beer I would expect from. But you could definitely taste like the chocolate and the coffeeness, or the coffee flavoring of it. Yeah, what they're going for. And mouthfeel was good. Gave that a three. And the finish, I, I thought, I thought it was like a, a good smooth finish into a steak because the steak's not like overpowering or anything. So I feel like the finish matched the steak more than like the flavor of the beer did. Mm-hmm. So I gave it, I gave, I gave the beer a three, but I would probably lean more towards like a three and a half. For the beer or for the overall pairing? For the beer, okay. uh, the beer three and a half overall pairing. I would say it's a good. I would say it's at least a three, if not better. Um, Cause yeah, like I said, the finish matched with the steak. Like the finish itself in the beer wasn't the greatest, but it matched with the steak and paired with it. It was good. All right, Austin. Um, so I'll start with the pairing because that seems what I meant to start with throughout this episode. But I think the pairing was at least a three point five or a four, especially with the um, rare steak. You know, just the taste of this uh, downtown brown leads in perfectly to the nice juicy bite into the rare steak. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as the beer goes, um, I'll give the appearance about a five. I agree with Jake. The appearance is great. It's what I expect to see in um, a, a downtown brown ale. The uh, aroma, um, I give it about a 3.5. Has a bit of a hint, but doesn't have much. Taste, I give a four. Taste delicious to me. The mouthfeel, I'll give a four. And the finish is a four. But paired with the steak, it's a five. Um, that might just be because I'm biased. I like this brewery a lot. I like this brew. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not the type of person that likes brown ales, but I just honestly it was a good experience for me. Uh, the steak was delicious. I think you cooked it perfectly. Um, <laughs> the appearance was a five. The aroma was a two, and the taste was about a four and a half. Mouthfeel, same thing, four and a half. Could have been cooked a little bit longer, but I mean that's what you're going to expect in something that's cooked rare. Mm-hmm. Um, then same thing. The finish is four point five to a five. That's what I give it. Okay. All right. Uh, <clears throat> All right. Well, lovely job on the steak, John. It was very good. Although hearing now about the garlic butter thing, I do feel like, oh man, I missed out. Yeah, I, you I, know? I, I feel really bad <laughs> like, about that still. Like, <laughs> like, I meant to grab butter, I meant to prepare the garlic butter ahead of time. But apparently, you, that's not as difficult. Yeah. You might as well have prepared it in the parking lot of the same <laughs> <laughs> Like, it's good, but I feel like it could have been great. Mm. You know what I mean? Oh, sorry, Lucky is not safe for you. Oh. Yeah. oh, it's way more sanitary than Lucky. <laughs> yeah, no, so, you know, Lucky's more fancy than safe <laughs> So, the downtown brown, I agree, I love the appearance. Mm-hmm. You know, it's got that nice, clear brown look to it. Mm. The aroma is kind of lacking. I, the taste is all right. I do think it's better with the actual steak. You know, just it plays off each other really well. Mm-hmm. The mouthfeel is okay. 
but I do like the finish. I think I thought it finished strong for sure for me. So overall, I'll give it like a three. Right. And then I guess the overall meal, I give like a four. You know? Okay. All right. Um, don't know much about brown ales, but I should look into it because I really enjoyed this one. That's why you don't know more about brown ales. They're like literally borderline like stouts. And... Yeah. But yeah, that's the thing. It's like I don't go looking for the borderline. I like the pure. So oh, I'm yeah. All, yeah. But now that I've had a good, you know, it's a good start to get into it, I'll definitely look it up. Because again, looked great. Definitely, the appearance is definitely up there. Because, I mean, I don't know what to expect from brown ale, but it looks clear brown ale. There you go. Not much of an aroma that I can pick up on, though. Taste was alright. Again, slight hint of, probably it was like coffee or something that was in there, but it was just nice. Uh, the mouthfeel was, yeah, you know what, it was... It, it was there. Four. I'd give it a four in the, in the finish. Then, um, the steak. Oh, dude. You knocked it out. Uh, you know, but just for uh, as the steak as is, you know, with the salt and just salt, pepper, meat, and it was just juicy. It was tender, but I gotta say, just like the beers, when they get. get when they begin to get a bit uh, warm. Not so warm. Well, when they get warm, this one began to get cold, and I was like. Uh, I feel like oh, I want to get this right off the fucking pan. It would be great. Yeah, I will say I noticed that too. It got like, a little tough. It got a little yeah, bit yeah. cold and Still, it definitely... Overall, the pretty. taste was great and the preparation that you lined line up. Good stuff. So, but um, I'll definitely give the beer a... Uh, let's see, a three, I think I wrote down here. The steaks, I'm giving a 4.5 because they were really good steaks. Uh, overall, though, I think the pairing itself... I... I wonder, yeah, the brown ale just doesn't cut it. It's it not lacking something. It exactly. It needs more bolder taste. I think a higher alcohol content, uh, in my opinion, something higher with alcohol, a bit more kick and a punch, maybe would have come. Uh, what's the word? Uh, it would have gone great with the the amount of salt and pepper because I really taste that salt and pepper, dude. Yes. Yeah, and it, it that was like the right amount of salt and pepper. It was really truly that, but then when it when it was washed away with the brown ale, I was like, oh, nuts. So uh, I'm gonna give that a three point five. Okay, um, I'll go over it real quick because obviously I'm gonna be a little bit biased. Yes, but, um, I do have to agree with everyone. Like um, the brown ale was missing just a little bit of something as far as the pairings concerned. Um, as far as the pairings concerned, um, I gave the overall pairing about a three point five or four somewhere in that ballpark. Um, but, and then the downtown brown by itself, um, I gave like a three and a half to four, the steaks, um, I had to grade myself pretty harshly, they're not my best work, I think I gave it a three out of a five, um, wish I would have remembered the garlic butter, would have loved it if y'all could have had it right off the grill also, yeah. Like, um, the trick with any steak, honestly, not only is to over-salt and pepper it, but also you want to, like, let it rest for about four to five minutes after it gets off the grill and then eat it immediately after that. Um, the reason you let it rest is it lets um, all the juices and stuff kind of sink so. into the meat a little bit better, and then um, you just immediately start eating it from there. So that's the one thing I feel was hurting it. Um... So overall, like I think um, the pairing deserves like a three point five or so, maybe a four at best. 
Um, it was definitely missing a little bit of flavor. It needed more of, of a flavor profile to match the savoriness of the steak. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. All right. Last and not but not least, the Oligash. Uh, Oh, by, all about the pie. Yeah, by the dessert, pie. and we got pie. I, I am not the greatest cutter of pie, but I will do my best. <laughs> uh, explain your process behind this pie. What are we looking at? All right, so this is a chocolate cream pie. Mm. It is all handmade crust, whipped cream, filling. You made wow. the crust too? Yeah, I Dang I worked. Wow. I want you all to know <laughs> this. Work, he slaved away. Uh, my mom did help me a bit figuring out the crust. Yeah. Oh, there yeah. you go. Overall, I did make it. All right, let's see. How do I do this? Mother is a good choice uh, of... Uh... Hopefully it's not too thin. I wasn't really sure how it, the crust would turn out. Just because... See, I'm not good at cutting pie. The pressure's on. I don't know how big a piece everyone wants, too. That's another thing. So I'm going to just randomly cut pieces and serve it. slam me a piece. I should have made this one bigger so I can get it out. I'll take a six-inch by three-inch. Jeez. And you will be judged uh, with well, that. There goes the whipped cream. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. There you Hell go. yeah, brother. You get Hell that. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> that will do for me. You sure? Maybe just a tab uh, in there. Oh, top, <laughs> top it off, dude. <laughs> I just gotta get my things out so of the way. So tell us what ingredients did you use in the making of this pie? Alright, so the crust is a pretty simple. It's like flour. A little sugar in there and some mm. water. Mm-hmm. Sugar you know, and spice and everything nice. Yeah. Oh, make yeah. a little dough with it. Couple Powerpuff Girls in there. Yeah, for oh, real, yeah. dude. <laughs> and then the actual filling is a mixture of egg yolks, mm. chocolate, corn, like cocoa powder, unsweetened. Yep. Uh, oh, off you go. Oh, oh, oh. Easy. Uh, okay. Uh, what do you need help with? Just, I want to make sure that doesn't. <laughs> All right. Let's see. Uh, Unswinging cocoa powder, some cornstarch, vanilla extract, and uh, one more thing. What was it? What did I add? Orphan tears. Cocoa Mm, powder. Not, not. Crack cocaine. Come on. No kidding. I already said orphan powder. (laughs) Yeah. Anyways, but then you like boil it for a little bit. And then it like thickens up as it cools. Potatoes, boil them, mash them, stick them in the stew. And then you just stick it in the fridge to like kind of chill. Mm-hmm. In this case, I got a little late starting, so I kind of glass froze it. <laughs> and then the whipped cream is just like heavy whipping cream and powdered sugar whips really well. And yeah, that's pretty much the uh, the pie. It looks really good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It smells really good. And I already, nice, tasted your, I already tasted your beer, and it. Okay. This so thing is really interesting. This is interesting. The beer, it was in the port slash stout section. Yeah. But it's not. I'm looking yeah, at this it's like not a port it, it tastes stout. like one though. It does. It tastes like okay. yeah. It tastes like a port just okay for the viewers that like stout for the viewers at home. I'm looking at a sort. It's supposed. I'm looking at a hazy. Yeah. But it's not a hazy. It's supposed to be a triple ale. Hopefully that's good. There's more of them all. It has like that coffee, yeah. chocolatey like. It does. It's actually really fucking with me. And it goes. Oh, it goes really well with the. Does it? Oh, okay. It goes great with I was the reading it and it's like. They blend so well together. Good. Good. I'm glad. Oh, dude. Okay. So. Good job on the pie, by the way. Thank you. Mm. I mean, it's a. 
For barrel and bean, we age our triple, a Belgian-style golden ale, in bourbon barrels for seven weeks, then blend in cold brew wow. coffee from Specs Axe flavor. Wow. Or, yeah, flavor notes include vanilla, caramel, and a dash of cold brew coffee. Mm, wow. Yeah. So just reading all of that, I thought, oh, this was, I feel like this would go amazing with the chocolate. Oh, yeah, this is a good dessert. The flavors literally blend are blending together in my mouth. Like that was great combo. Jesus Christ, I'm actually getting shivers. It's really amazing. Like I don't know. Yeah. Well, good. This is fucking with me. It's it's not a stout, but it's a. It tastes. Oh, what the fuck! I just got my first taste of pie crust, and man, is it delicious! Is it okay? Good to say. I'm glad it turned out well. The whole flavoring is so good. Maybe a little bit thicker on the crust next time. Yeah, okay. So like, like overall the flavor though. Yeah. Pie crust is really tricky. Yeah, yeah I was Because until it's know. done, you don't know how it turned out. I was going to say, I, mean? I don't know anything about making pie crust, so. so it might be the hardest thing in the world to make thick, thick pie crust. I don't know. Right, right. But that would be my only thing. I wish it was a little bit thicker. Right on. Kind of like, you know the thickness of a Dutch apple pie, you know, like the top layer? Mm, yeah, That's yeah. the thickness I would like on this. Just like a little bit more to bite into instead of um, the thin crisp of what we have. But it was really good. All the flavors are amazing. Yeah. You sure you didn't cheat and have your mom make the whole thing, Kevin? I'm sure. I uh, joked I can... about this with Dre. Yep. Like, I'm just going to get one. But no, I did make it. I got home from school and got out all this stuff. And, yeah. and your wow. and your is fucking with my head, dude. Like, no, yeah. it's nothing oh, with I, me. I, I got I got quite the the review for like, this one. Just from what I expected it to be, from what it is, it's like I don't understand. Even bottled, I mean, it looks like it's yeah. gonna be a, a a stout. But you pour it, and it it comes out like a yeah. golden color. Like, <laughs> really, yeah, it's no, like golden, that's what I was easy. looking at. I was like, oh, this looks nice, and then I started pouring. I was like, wait a minute. Where, wait, where did <laughs> they brew this at? This is uh, brewed Portland, Portland yeah, Maine. Portland, Portland, Maine. Maine. Oh, Portland, Maine. Oh, oh, it's but yeah, so it, like, just smell it. Like, yeah, just smell it. It doesn't smell like wait, it's gonna taste. It smells like is a, this a ten percent alcohol? Yes. It is. It, I don't taste the alcohol. <laughs> no, like, no exactly. at all. Yeah, it smells like, like a sour. It's a really I, it smells like a sour IPA. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It tastes like the stout has its lights turned on. It looks yeah. like a fucking hazy. What the? Fuck? It's hard. It's hard to give this one a review because mm-hmm. it meets the best of all worlds. And yeah. what we do choose in the criteria that we use to review beers. This one literally meets the base best of all worlds. It like, does. You, know, yeah. you get an IPA or you get a hazy or mm-hmm. you get a Pilsner and you expect it to all fall around, you know, the same score. But this is like, boom, it meets this a five for the experience. It meets a five for the, you know, or a four for the taste, a four for the aroma, a four for the mouthfeel. You this know? is as fucked up as you know, Stephen King in Maine. This is <laughs> a very unique taste, too. I like, this if, doesn't taste like any other beer I've had. Yeah, I was going to say, I wonder if that's a thing with golden ales, mm-hmm. or if, like, if this is just a unique, like, beer well, amongst beer. You, I will like, say you know that the preparation of this sounds very interesting. Like it says on the, the quip here, triple aged, triple ale aged in bourbon barrels and blended with cold brewed coffee. So yeah. it sounds like it's just more than an ale. This is, like... This is an advanced triple ale. 
watch this like, be a thing with all golden ales and we just sound like dumbasses. Yeah, like, like, this is actually surprise. the worst of the bunch. <laughs> Wait, have we had a golden ale? No, I we have not. So. I just really? mentioned last podcast that I'm surprised we haven't had a golden ale. Huh. Well, here and we are. I yeah, didn't know this was one. An episode yeah. of golden ales. That's what I was thinking because like, I've only had one golden <clears> ale in my time and it was really sweet, almost like a cider. So it was nothing like this, but it wasn't a huh. triple golden ale. Huh. So... Like, I don't know. It was this weird. Is fascinating to me. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Can you pick pour this a up again. Yeah. I usually do. no. I usually don't go back for more yeah, beer. No. Like you've gone back for more beer. Not, not very often though. Like, yeah, no. Not, okay. Not there's often. one. There's one IPA that you brought that I went back for. I forget which one. Mm. Couple but, of them. I mean, I think yeah. you went back for some of the uh, L Works. Yeah, the L Works one's the one that I'm thinking of, and yeah. also one of the Citra ones I went back for. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. I would say that this is probably the best pairing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. This, is five out of five this is totally pairing. a five out of five pairing. Like, you knocked it out of the park with the pairing, dude. Hell yeah, brother! It's gonna go to your head, and he's gonna shit on everything. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. My power only grows. <laughs> now we ruin food pairings. Like Kevin has ruined food pairings for himself. This, right. This is part of the problem, though. Like it hits. Like what okay, okay. Saying, it let's, hits let's, every everything that we're. Let's call it what on. it is. He just, he ruined the dessert food pairing. Yeah. He, and he ruined the IPAs. He used to be an IPA fan. <laughs> Then he brought the best IPA, and now all IPAs suck. All right, according to Kevin. So true. Dude. In my opinion, IPAs so are true. still delicious, and if so you're a brewmaster, that makes sense. You know IPAs what? It's delicious. not friends. It's not friendsgiving without a bit of uh, heat at the table. You yeah. know, for real. <laughs> the pie was delicious, though. Oh, the yeah, pie was great, dude. It's, it's good. I mean, I've eaten out some chocolate pies in my day, and I mean, I gotta tell you, this one tastes incredible. You like pudding pie? I like it. So, so what I was saying though is like, this this beer, on like our grading scale, <clears throat> because I don't I don't know what a gold nail is, or I don't know what to look for. Yeah, it's like, it tastes like a stout. It smells like, an IPA kind of citrusy That's beer. What I'm yes, saying. the flavor, uh, like so, I said, tastes like a stout, and it looks like a hazy. Yes. So it's just, it's all over the yeah. place. So, so follow me on this, follow me on this, okay? <laughs> so how do you grade that? I think you grade it by how you like it. How appealing was it to you? So, all right. so do you I'll, see what I'm saying? So like, because you know, we don't have experience so with these. That's so strange. But, I'm but just we don't have experience with these, so we have yeah. to, this is the standard until we have something better, then that becomes the gold standard. Well, but I mean, um, so we walked into it going, okay, this is what a golden ale is, but then it's like, all right, it looks like a hazy, it tastes like a stout, and it... It smells like it, an IPA. It smells like an IPA. A sour IPA. It, it's just all over the place. So that's mm-hmm. yeah. That's yeah. That's I, the thing. It's like okay, uh, for hazies, okay, it looks it looks great. Like it look it looks like a hazy would be. Well, when for you for stout, it tastes like a stout you would expect. Yeah, that's why I'm saying so like, like for this one, since we don't experience, we're just gonna have to default to when you look at it. Did you like how it looked? Like, was yeah, it we're gonna have to go on yeah. personal experience, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and yeah, like next time that we have a golden ale, maybe we'll go. Oh, clearly the one before this was shit. You know, mm. this is what a golden yeah. ale should look like. And then we have a third golden ale, and then all of a sudden we're like, yeah, this yeah. guy falls in between the shit one and the good one. You know, yeah. and so do you guys get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, that makes sense. You and don't know what you don't know until you try. I mean, it. at this point, it's just going <clears throat> five out of five for me. I mean, a four point eight for me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just because, like I said, right now, well, as John was saying, right now it's the gold standard. Yeah, mm-hmm. and we just don't know what yeah. type of realm we're I mean, like meddling how, in. Just like I mean, how maybe weird, weird it is. You would know be interesting huh. for for a gold nail episode is uh, ask, like, email Kevin yeah. and ask him 
if he had to pick a, the best gold nail he's ever had or knows of, uh-huh. let's buy that. Oh. And then we'll each get one to compare it to. So oh, we actually nice. have six beers that episode. Yeah. There would be five uh, that we brought, yes. and then the one Kevin suggested. Or amongst the different breweries that he works at, what is the best golden ale that they make? Yeah. Because yeah. he's been at, what, four or five four different, or five different breweries. breweries? That's a yeah. great so idea. I'm positive. I feel like that would be interesting. Yeah. I'm positive those breweries have and all made their own. And that will help establish something close to That will help establish a kind of like tier for golden mm-hmm. ales. That's Definitely, yeah. Idea. Yeah, maybe... Because, um, I mean, so far this is... I mean, this is the best one. I and really I feel like I feel like this is going to compete with, like, the top, too. Because, uh, I mean, overall, yeah. it's great. Like, there's, I don't really have a complaint about it. It's even got why. the sharpness of an IPA. Like, it yeah. hits hard, and then it, it's... Like, is it supposed to? I will to? say, though, yeah. the only thing that I don't like is the lingering 10... Mm. It, the 10% lingers. Is there any more? There... Oh, there's oh, definitely no, more. This Here we go. <laughs> okay, yeah, we have some <laughs> All right, Austin, your thoughts? Uh, yeah, um, so I pretty much agree with the whole of the conversation. Mm-hmm. But Kevin, dude, I think you did a great job with the pie, man. Well, thank you. I oh, mean, that too, yeah. I'm not a huge fan of desserts, and when I first saw it, I kind of had a, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know, but it tasted delicious. The crust was good, you know. I couldn't really differentiate much, much between the whipped cream and the uh, chocolate, but it was good. And as far as the pairing goes, I mean, this is a five out of five pairing. Right on. Absolutely. You know, this was the perfect beer to pair with the perfect dessert. And it's better than I could have done. I was about to do the dessert pairing and, you know, glad I didn't. <laughs> um, as far as this brew goes, I pretty much agree with everyone. With the appearance, I give it a four. Aroma, give it a five. It smells delicious. The taste is also five. Mouthfeel, especially after a bite of that dessert, yeah. definitely a five. The finish is a five. And like Jake said... Until we have more of a reference for this style of brew, this is going to be our, you know, gold standard. This is going to be our five. Mm-hmm. That's my opinion on it. Um, all right. Jake uh, already won. Oh, dude. Already won. I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll go. So pie, dude, I, I've always enjoyed the Lee's pies. Just hella good. Good consistency of chocolate. Nice whipped cream. Uh, uh, the, again, I'm not, again, I'm not a big of pie to be honest um i've just never never had it as, as enough as i should but this is a great pie i enjoyed it very thoroughly and then the combination of the beer oh that was just perfect five out of five uh pie itself i'll give it like a four uh the beer itself that is a whew. I, i'm speechless because of how uncanny it is for uh this triple golden nail um uh, again, my only my only critique is that it lingers, but that's great with like desserts because that's what you want. You want that that lingering to go combine with your sweets and uh, and and uh, again, my only uh, the only thing I can say about it is like for me, it's like a stout with the lights turned on. That's how I can describe it. Yeah. Can I throw in? It's smooth. Yeah. And it's it's got like. It's kind of got but a it's also fizzy. Flavor. Yeah, it's fizzy like, Isn't like the fucking, blue moon. That fucks with me. <laughs> it's fizzy like a blue moon, and it kind of has that like little bit of citrusiness. Yeah, like a slight. My like, hat, slight... my, my hat's off or to you, citrus, Barrel and Bean. Jesus Christ, you guys up in Maine are just again like as nutty as a Stephen King novel. <laughs> like it tastes like springtime. Interesting. Uh, yeah, good, like good comparison. Like, it tastes like spark, like sparkling. 
That is, tastes like fall. I will me. say this definitely. I think this is a definite in the collection good. for sure. So, yeah. Like if I had, it's the, good. I'd definitely keep this in the fridge for like a later on yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. We should try to see what else they make. Cause and for as for the grade, I can't grade it because I have no way to tier it at the moment. But it's a to- it's totally a five right now. Yeah. I give I give it a four and a half. Out of like, yeah. Just overall beers. I would totally drink this again and again. Mm-hmm. Probably my one of my uh, another. Could you really pound it back? Yeah, that's the thing. For a ten, it's, I would. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's not heavy. No, it's not heavy like a stout. It's light. Again, like it only stings because it lingers. But that's it. It is yeah. not as heavy as a ten. It stings as a ten. Yeah, and what it's got like the webbing too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like it's got great lacing. Stuff, yes. Lacing. All right, John. So first, I have a question. How much did you pay for this four pack? I want to say like eleven dollars or something. Wow, somewhere around there. So it's definitely in the higher price yeah. range. Yeah. You know how we did the two buck chuck episode? At some point, we might return and do a like blood five episode, Ooh. like an expensive Ooh. episode, like above like a bougie episode. Yeah, oh, bougie wow, bougie wow. above ten or above fifteen or something. Dude, I don't know. Above fifteen, dang, that's gotta be a good beer, yeah. dude. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what I mean. Like, I don't know. Like the it, two buck chuck it, was in the spirit of trying think, to find the cheapest yeah. but the best for the price. Bourgeois would be above twenty, you think, though? We'll discuss that later. No, like, we'll, we'll, I, we'll, I don't want someone dropping yeah. fifty dollars on a beer. Like Kevin, yeah. no, but um, just a shit on everybody. Anyway, um, the beer is amazing. I do kind of agree with Dre to some extent, where you know you can't really grade it by. I'm also the one that was saying this is the gold standard for now. Mm-hmm. Um, overall, my gut instinct for it gave it a four point five. Yeah, like I scored it basically a four or a five on everything. Um, but so it gets a 4.5 out of 5 the um, chocolate pie though mm. 5 out of 5 the only critique and it was a very minor critique because it didn't affect the flavoring or anything but a little thicker crust I would have enjoyed right on um, okay. but like I said I don't know anything about making pie crust that might be very difficult so <laughs> well, I don't know enough uh, about it to say so what it came out to the one thing that really tripped me up though yeah. I was eating the pie and I was like, okay, mm-hmm. time to taste the beer. Yeah. I took a sip of the beer. It hit at first and then it completely neutralized in my mouth. All I tasted was chocolate and coffee flavorings. Wow. It was like crazy the how it really combined how right? well they meshed together. So like I couldn't just stop saying enough good things about the pairing itself. Yeah. It got a five out of five on the pairing. So um yeah, great job. I think you knocked it out of the park this episode, Kevin. Right on. I mean, across well, the board Kevin. everywhere. So oh, yeah, their brother. packaging explains a lot of a lot about the, the yeah. specific beer. So yeah, uh, so well, it's triple a triple ale aged in bourbon barrels mm-hmm. with blended cold brew coffee. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I you know you can taste the coffee in it. Uh, so they use a specific coffee locally in Maine there called mm-hmm. uh, Speckle Axe, and they said it's a it's a main roaster they provide they provide them with all the coffee for the beer um they would roast it they do special things to it um making for a coffee with rich notes of stone fruit dark berry um and i mean that's i think that's where i'm getting the specific like fruit kind of flavoring from right and then on the other side um they talk about the bourbon barrels so they use bourbon barrels uh, makes up the key ingredient in the beer, mm-hmm. um, and they said yes, it's an ingredient. Bourbon I guess barrels that's where are that spiciness comes from, actually. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so the bourbon barrels affects the flavoring, adding notes of vanilla, coconut, and bourbon. Mm. Uh, they age it for seven weeks in a barrel, 
Um, so, okay, so it's a traditional Belgian golden ale, but triple, uh, I guess, triple um, aged. Mm-hmm. You know, you age it twi- three times as long. There we go. Um, and then they blend in the cold brew coffee, giving you the barrel and the bean. Wow, they really went all out on that. Yeah. And then, so I guess Allagash is a uh-huh. specific barrel malted barley grain. I finally get the nice. name. So that that's that's the whole thing there. Wow, they really put a yeah, lot. Yeah, there's wow. a lot to it. Yeah, that's what that's what we do. I just I would ask yeah, Kevin. I, and, I'd and give say, a hey, I'd give a golf club to like. Oh, oh. Yeah, that's yeah. a great one. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah, shoot Kevin Encore and he's one. had this, and then and then ask him, you know, do you have any recommendations for gold nails? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Speaking about Kevin, you never got your sticker from Plow Brewing. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> he gave us all stickers after you and Jake left, and I've given it to everyone else, but you weren't at the podcast episode when I gave yeah. it to Jake. So. So there you go. I remembered it this time. There you go. Thank you very much. Yeah. All right. So we were talking about this earlier. I think from now on we're just gonna go with. A overall podcast winner beer. Yeah, in this so, case, we're going to do winner of food, beer, yeah. and Oh, come on, beer. Kevin took it. I smashed that. I'm agree with it. Kevin yeah. took it. Yeah. 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 I'm glad the beer worked out. Because yeah, I did no, not like it, look out. I will say, oh, I had a, moment. a good second goes <laughs> off. You're like, oh no, yeah. chocolate with a blonde. Can I, oh, say, no. can I just say that salad yeah. was really good? That's the silver medal. What about bronze? Who gets a bronze medal out of this? I liked your chicken. I like the mac and cheese. Dude, I like the mac and cheese, honestly. I mean, definitely the parking lot chicken was good. (laughs) For parking lot chicken, you know, you can't get better than that. But when you're marinating chicken in a parking lot in the ghetto at Safeway. (laughs) No, it was Lucky's. Lucky's. Oh, Remember, we're going a bit more bourgeois. It's a little more fancy. Wait, wait, wait. What Lucky's? Ronert Park? Uh, the one on top of the hill? That's, no, the uh, one by my old house. Oh, that's yeah, yeah. nice up there. Yeah, that's nice up there, yeah. <laughs> you know, the one it's next to the Home Depot. Farm Grove. That's nice. That's yeah. nice up there. Yeah. So you respect it a little more. I respect that a little bit more. It's gated community chicken. Yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah. If you're in the parking lot of Lucky's in Runner Park and there's heroin addicts shooting up in their car and nodding off. Yeah. While you're fucking... <laughs> Mixing up your lemongrass spices with your chicken. That would have been the most real moment. Like, think about it. Like, he's like mixing up the chicken, and, like, looking at like yeah. just people like shooting up. That's what I was expecting. Oh in my, my mind. god! Uh, yeah, I would say Kevin got number one for sure. The, uh, the yeah. pairing. It literally was like I took a sip of this beer before I even before he even served me my pie. And I was like, what in the world? Yeah. I was not expecting anything yeah. that I tasted or saw. It was. Definitely. That's Kevin the takes the gold medal. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, All right. We're going to keep giving Kevin these gold medals until his head explodes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just building you up. We're building you up until the cliff. <laughs> that's right, until the roast of Kevin's face. episode. You'll become, so, you'll, you'll become the story of the Segway guy. So since we were trying the new ending, you know, the new wrap-up, which I think went well just now, Yeah. Um, me and Jake and... Kevin, we're talking about this before you two showed up. Okay. But we're thinking about transitioning from the format that we've currently been using in the podcast where we each have like a topic that gets discussed while we um, just have the beer. Um, we've decided, like, and Drake can attest to this because he was there for the first episode. Yep. But when we had a more free form, just like BSing moment, it felt more natural and less um, mm-hmm. rehearsed and less forced. So for the next episode, um, I'm bringing the beer because it's the Winter is Coming episode. Right. Yep. Um, the theme was going to be High Lore. High lore. 
We're going to ixnay the theme, really, and we're just going to kind of BS and talk like a bunch of friends getting together to drink yeah. the beer. We're going to review the beer still, just like we have been, but no topic, really. All right. Just kind of bring up whatever you feel is on your mind or whatever. Uh, sure. If we have any viewers that want to leave any comments or anything in the comment sections, we would love to answer any questions or there we go. anything of that nature. Also, oh, yeah. I just Absolutely. remembered something. So, but, um, because I forgot my true buck chuck the last episode, I just wanted to do a, a lightning round. Oh, review. yeah, that's right. You were going to... This is going to be a lightning round review on this. Another one. uh, So this one's from Oregon. It's called uh, The Chutes. I got it. I got it. And it's a black black booty. (laughs) A black booty porter. You want to try that again? A black booty? Black booty. Black black booty. Booty. You want to give another shot at that? Uh, uh, How about fuck you, Austin? Oh, that's what it really says. That is pretty close, actually. That's pretty close. Yeah. <laughs> you want to try that? <laughs> that's, that's spot on, dude. Put it on You want to give that another <laughs> shot? <laughs> oh, I'll give it another you shot. Just you wait. Uh, this one was <laughs> like eight, uh, eight bucks. Eight bucks? Yeah. Okay. For a six pack? For a six so pack. So the shoots, I almost bought it. Yeah. yeah? You almost bought it? If I was. The thing is, though, there's two versions there's the stout and there's the porter. There's more than yeah. the stout. There's yeah. more than the stout, the porter. They do all kinds of different things. Oh, jeez. Yeah, the shoots. They got a whole library on it. Yeah. I, yeah. fi- I figured I'd go with the uh, porter because, I mean, it'd be, it'd be nice to try actually yeah. go after porters because they're a lot more, apparently, a lot more creamier and a lot more easygoing than stouts. You know what's funny? When I was in Safeway, I saw this beer. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I'm going to buy that. I'm going to spring into the theme of the podcast and be like, hey, Dre, I got this beer for you as a surprise. And now that you sprung it as a surprise, I should have totally fucking done it. <laughs> now, this is so. This is lightning round. Just your quick, uh, what you think of it? First impressions to last. I definitely like the dark color. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's the alcohol content on this? It's a little bitter. It's for me. five. It definitely tastes five point two. Five point two. Wow, it's not as alcoholic as Dre usually brings. Yeah. No, this is it's a but, it's a porter, but yeah. Well, especially I mean, even for a porter, because. Porters are, are usually a little heavier or uh, a little higher. Mm, I will say it's a bit stingy because I thought, as mm-hmm. it says, it's supposed to be a creamy exit, but hardly, yeah, there's no, yeah, cream. No. hardly no cream. Definitely um, not. One thing I will say, and I noticed it during our whole Two Buck Chuck episode, it's not that they skimp on the alcohol, mm. they skimp on the other flavors masking the alcohol. Yeah. yeah. Because, like, uh, the common thing with all the Two Buck Chucks, except for, like, maybe one of them, I can really taste the alcohol content, no matter how yeah. strong they are. This is They're a 5.2. And I'm still tasting the alcohol in it. For sure. Yeah, it's a little, like, the finish on this is a little harsh. It's almost watery, actually. Exactly. Yes. Like, it's... It's, like, watery for how dark it is. It's not as, like, heavy or, like, thick. That coffee taste is, again, it waters down everything. The coffee taste, the the dark notes in it. I'm gonna get this one a two, dude. Yeah, Yeah. it's straight up a two, dude. This is straight up a... It definitely has like the chocolate coffee flavor, like the really like bitter chocolate, mm. not like sweet chocolate. Yeah, like bitter. Austin, um, I'm gonna bring in the shoots. Would either a real the shoots? All this is real the shoots, but I'm bringing one either the next episode or the episode after that because uh, I know that John's bringing the beer next yep. episode, so probably the one after that. But the IPA that they make is fucking delicious. All right, and it's really nice just to sip. I mean, if you're out with friends, you know, a good go-to that a lot of people have on tap. So. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, I have to give this one a lower score. I mean, I always give porters a lower score, but yeah, it's going to be like a two and a half. Right? There you go. Yeah. Two and a half overall. Thanks, guys. Yeah, no, thank you, Dre. Like, thank you for 
bring it in anyway. Yeah. I'm always down to try something. So just to recap for everyone, the ne- we have the next couple episodes already planned out. Next one is the Winter is Coming episode. We're going to be drinking some limited edition Game of Thrones beer. <laughs> um, I bought that a while back, and I wanted to open it on the first um, episode of Season 8 of Game of Thrones, and I forgot I had it, so it never got used, so we're using it for the podcast. Well, lucky you. You weren't disappointed um, with your wonderful beer. Yeah, right? Wonderful beer and shitty season of Game of Thrones. Right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, who's to say it's not one and the same, dude? We haven't tried yeah, that before. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe it'll just It matches Season 8. Oh, God, I hope It matches Season 8. Each one you drink gets worse and worse. <laughs> Episode after that is the holiday is a seasonal episode, so bring a seasonal beer. Um, and we're it, the original theme was to just discuss the holidays, so we're just going to talk about what you do on the holidays. It's going to be very mellow it and good. Yeah, um, relaxing. And then the episode after that's the ten percent or higher club. Oh, so that's right. Oh, you have to bring the beer. Someone call an Uber. You ruined it. You <laughs> ruined it, Kevin. You should have yeah. brought this. Well, no, uh, that's, that's a exactly, good one. That's exactly ten percent. It has to be over ten. Yeah. Oh, over, over 10. yeah. yeah it has to be over ten. So wait, you said the ten percent or all right, so fine. Over ten percent. Over ten. Okay. okay over now ten now plus percent. Yeah. Ten plus percent. Ten plus. Oh, yeah. yeah. Ten plus. Okay. So ten point one counts. If the ten you, plus Jesus, I gotta look for a win. So those are the next three episodes. Like I said, you don't have to worry about next week. I'm bringing the beer. Yep. All right, then. Right on. So anyway, close uh, it out, Jake. Jake you... close out. Yeah. All right. Well, this was a fun, you know, Friendsgiving kind of thing. I really enjoyed it. We all brought some good food. Yeah, I sure. was very impressed with everything, especially <laughs> how quick uh, all you guys were. And uh, yeah, I think, I, you know, I think we, what's that look for? Um, yeah, you know, I think that we did a good job pairing. Um Especially kind of like blindly pairing. And yeah. You know, Austin did a good job with the salad. Mm-hmm. Spur of the moment, last minute thing. <laughs> I was going to do the salad, but he jumped in and filled those uh, those shoes. There you go. Apparently Jake has the god mac and cheese. Uh, it was pretty good. It was pretty good. Like, I wasn't disappointed. But I want to toot my own horn, but it's pretty good. Getting my hair cut is like, hey, you want to go make your first salad ever and then review it on a podcast? Oh, yeah, sure. Oh, yeah, you did a great job, dude. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Like I said, um, I take back my critique about the um, mushroom because apparently no one else got mushroom. I yeah. just got the... Mass mound, so you, I think back to that critique. I agree yeah. with the lettuce, a little bit smaller pieces of then lettuce. You got me going out of the shadows of my the shadows of the parking lot at Lucky's. <laughs> All right, so to close this out, the winner here, Bean and Barrel, mm-hmm. the Allagash, mm-hmm. definitely a great beer. Very definitely good job, Kevin. Mm-hmm. Very impressive. Thank you. So that's a wrap. We'll see you guys next time. All right, you bye. all forget the best part. Peace out, Girl Scouts. <laughs> <laughs>